All right, so we're going to welcome everybody, all the listeners. Um, this is Rapture Prep Podcast. Um, it's a new channel, just been a couple of episodes, and I wanted to welcome my co-host, Eric. What's up, man? What's up, dog? Yeah, so um, it's hard to get him on the, uh, the dial here because uh, he's so busy, but... Um, I'm so important. That's all it is. I'm just a very important person at this point. Yeah, <laughs> VIP. Um, so glad to have him here on the show. Um, so, you know, we haven't uh, done a good job introducing ourselves to the audience here and people on the show. So just just starting with me, I have, um, I got saved dra- drastically um, from an overdose whenever I was 18 and found the Lord that way, and I have an awesome testimony um, on my TikTok and other podcasts, which is Breaking the Devil's Contract podcast on Spotify. You can check that out, Um, but you know, after that overdose, what's that? I was joking. I said plug. Oh, plug, (laughs) right. Um, You know, and so I'm gonna, I'm gonna post this, I'm gonna dual post this one, um, because, you know, this podcast is important, and so I want to um, to introduce all my listeners at my other, I have like almost 10,000 uh, followers and friends over there. And so I want to, on the TikTok, so I want to just, you know, invite everyone to come to this channel at Rapture Prep and um, the Rapture Prep podcast on Spotify. Um, and so, but yeah, about me, I was 18 whenever I got, whenever I, I died, I overdosed and I, uh, went to heaven um it was amazing and i had an encounter with god and he showed himself real to me and actually spoke scripture to me which was really cool because i didn't even know what he was saying was an exact scripture um just further just further proof like the word of god is actually the word of god it's crazy um because a lot of people want to say oh the bible is not real it was made by man blah 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 um or written it was by written by my it was written by my uncle Bob. Yeah, and so you know, okay, well, if if men didn't write it, who's gonna write it? Apes, you know, or chickens? Like, yeah, we have to, you know, document or things. Aliens, aliens. Here we go. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> Put on your tin foil hat, folks. Here goes with the conspiracy. Um, so yeah, we're not gonna talk about demons right now, but um, so yeah, I got uh, drastically saved, and just within a couple of months, I went to Christ for the Nations after I found out my dad went there, and that's another story. And so, because I didn't even know that growing up, so you know, it shows what type of Christian household I was raised in. So I, I attended there. I even lied on my application saying that you know I was sober uh, six months before I entered in there, which is not the case. But whenever I got there, you know, one of, the prof- one of the professors is sitting there giving a testimony about how he was uh, doing heroin at some, you know, death metal concert and God spoke to him and he got saved. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I thought all Christians were perfect. And um, so I just felt right at home. But the uh, yeah, the devil had me confused, as I'm sure he has many of you confused about Christianity, religion, um, how Christians are supposed to act, all this other stuff. Um, but yeah, so after I got born again, went into Bible college and uh, Christ for the Nations, continued on. Um, 
became a youth pastor, got licensed back in 2001. It's been over 20 years ago. Um, and so went on to DBU, got a bachelor's degree from there, um, stayed in ministry, and uh, was working as an associate pastor and youth pastor. And that's where I met Eric, my co-host. Then I continued on in my um, theology degrees to get uh, a master's degree from um, Assemblies of God University here in Texas. And um, wow, these religious degrees I've had, you know, it, it was interesting getting those because um, you find out what these different religions believe all the way down to their core. And it's, uh, it's, it's insane because um, these are all man-made institutions. Um, so anyways, um, love both religions, by the way. But after that, like the Lord had been speaking to me about, um, wow, demons, about the enemy, about, you know, casting out demons, and um, which I never wanted to do ever. And um, he gave me a revelation of it. And after that revelation, which was a dream, it was a vision. And um, like the next day or two, I cast a demon out of someone and then I started seeing them. So, um, yeah, it's for me, it's been a real exciting Christian walk. There is no like, oh, what, you know, is God real? Are you sure? And I'm going to have this argument and debate with you <laughs> to, you know, to argue against God being real. And it's kind of like, uh, you're never going to win that with me because I already know. You know what I'm saying? It's not a theory. Eric, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, I do. Definitely. Yeah, so, um, and then same thing with him. He's cast demons out. We've, we've gone and we've done it together. That's another story. And um, so anyways, you know, I... Um, On this edition of The Exorcist. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> so, uh, Hollywood. Wow. Um, and so, you know, God's called us to a... Um, a walk of of sanctification and wants us to be set apart which is you know walking in holiness which is which is hard it's 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 not easy because our, our flesh wants to rebel and which we both have at times um just going off doing god-awful stupid stuff and no 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 not me i haven't sinned since i've been christian ever oh no. yeah that's right i forgot you joined that one cult okay so yeah, um, yeah. <laughs> Um, and that is actually the truth. He, uh, you ran into something like that. How old were you? When I started uh, battling with that type of a theology. Right. Um, I guess I was like 21, 22 when it really started messing with me. But it wasn't so much like uh, the idea that I you would never sin after you're a Christian. It was more like the idea of... Uh, if you willfully sinned, right? Because there's a scripture in Hebrews uh, 10 and then 6. Oh, yeah. That's... They both, they both seem to imply, if you don't, if you read them for face value and don't know, you know, uh, hermeneutics context. or, exactly. yeah, historical context, right? Then it seems to imply, well, if you sin and know you're sinning, then you're done for. And so, you know, I, although I believe the Bible is a literal book, you know, I kind of took that scripture almost too literally or was building a doctrine a false doctrine around a couple of particular passages not one but a couple you know right and you know there's there's different parts in the bible uh, or the way it's divided up because you have the prophetic books 
then you have the you know books that are like poetry um and then you have uh, doctrinal books and um you know so not everything in the in the bible is supposed to be read like you know as is and like real serious as a role um everything has to be read in context and yeah, plus um, you, you have to keep in mind um who is the writer's audience and although obviously sure. all all of the word applies to us as well it applies in some way to us as believers even the old testament although we may not adopt certain laws or principles or whatever there's there's things there that for our edification right and so and understanding, uh, but, sure. but uh you know yeah our understanding and things but obviously you've got to keep in mind who is the who is the writer talking to and what does he mean by this how would the people who originally read this take what the person is saying you yeah, know and so he, what he's doing is telling you about hermeneutics and what that is that is um a way to study the word and exegete properly to be able to turn around and preach the message that uh, is applicable for us today because a lot of messages aren't you know so you have to uh, study that out like the bible says you know paul told timothy to rightly divide the word of truth and so um and that's why i went on to get my master's degree because i wanted to <clears throat> serve god in that area and um and i did and after a while like during the pandemic um he put it on my heart to write a book called breaking the devil's contract which i wrote and it's got over 365 scriptures it is just uh i really have a <laughs> uh, i'm meticulous when it comes to teaching the word of god in, in such a practical way to where you can understand it and you won't be confused by it um and so you know, I really, I wrote that for um, prisoners, people that have cycles that they can't break, and it lands them in prison, and then jail, and then trouble, and things of that nature, and so, because um, there's books, uh, chapters in there called Breaking the uh, the Devil's Contract of Anger, or Fear, or Lust, these things that um, we give into, you know, and we can turn into a cycle and then lead to uh jail time prison time relationships being broken all sorts of stuff um and you know in that in you know ministering to in the jails and stuff like that um just recently we had a texas storm and um that caused me to start prepping and i you know that's why i started rapture prep but just to give a little back to background of that's my you know spiritual background, um, but you know secular background um, as far as jobs have gone, I I was in security about fifteen years, uh, armed security mainly. Um, I worked for the government, had secret government clearances, worked at um, different different government locations, courthouses. Um, like FEMA buildings, Lockheed, um, Vought, all different social security offices. I've been like all over the place and um, been really interesting in that line of work uh, behind the scenes in the government and stuff. And, you know, and doing that became uh, excellent with firearms and have my um, concealed handgun license, all that. And, um, but in 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 that training and in that line of work, you know, I, de I developed those those skills, 
And, um, you know, that's one thing you need for life. And what we talk about at on Rapture Prep is getting a set of skills to be able to survive in what the world would call a post-apocalyptic world. But for us as believers, we call that, you know, the, the tribulation. And so um, we're going to talk about terms like bugging in, bugging out. Um, and, you know, um, I want to give you all my plan and, you know, or our plan for prepping and stuff like that. So um, which involves all the whole timeline of the tribulation. We'll have to do an episode on that and our plans there. But um, so, yeah, just a, a little bit. That's just a little bit about me. And um, Eric, what's some uh, skill sets that you've developed over the years that are going to be helpful to you for um, um, prepping and like a, during a tribulation period? Well, I've always been uh, small. And so my mother, from the time that I was uh, seven years old, was determined that I wasn't going to be bullied. Right. And so uh, she started me off at like seven was doing you know different martial arts like taekwondo and things of that nature that stuff was actually not that helpful except for in terms of developing self-discipline but um then uh later on down the road uh, she got me involved before mma was ever really a thing uh with this group called rbwi which was robert bussey warrior international and they did a lot our training was super realistic we did tons of training on you know how to use knives, how to use guns, how to disarm people, how to, if you're in a terrorist situation, if you're taken hostage, if someone, you know, just all sorts of uh, tactical training, basically, and, you know, uh, combat type skills. Then after that, I was part of, she, she tried, she was trying to keep me out of gangs and things. So she made me do a thing with the police explorers where I learned all of the like SWAT tactics and everything from, the explorers and all of that and so i did many many years of martial arts and tactical type training later on i got more interested in the gun uh you know firearms training myself i've done a lot of courses there most of the ones that i've taken there have been through uh warrior poet society so it's a lot of uh that guy was uh, that, that i got the training from there it was a former uh ranger team member whose specialty was room clearing nice. so he, he did a lot of going in and just uh you know how to clear a room how to draw your gun effectively how to you know get on target quick how to do all doing all of that in the meantime while i was going through a bit of a health battle i got really interested in uh how to train uh dogs to do protection work you know um whether it's uh you know to deter someone right because if you have a big loud dog that will bark at someone that's a lot of the time that's enough you know yeah definitely or or whether it's to actually engage them you know and be willing to engage them and so uh, you know i was interested in these dogs and when i was looking around to go buy one of these dogs that's fully trained was anywhere between like 20 to a hundred thousand dollars for a dog and i'm like you gotta be kidding me. this much money for a dog you know hmm. so I thought, you know, I, uh, I got this German shepherd, um, named Max and we started working with him, training him, took him to the people who trained the Fort Worth police dogs. Um, you know, got him nice and trained up and 
essentially learned how to command, you know, teach dogs how to do bite work and how to, you know, play a security role in your life. Because obviously, in terms of prepping for things, security is going to be one of the most important things. I mean, besides food and shelter and water and things like that, right? Because um, if you have food, shelter, and water, and times when other people don't, they're going to want to take your food, shelter, and water. And so you need to have means to prevent that. Right. Yeah, for sure. Now, with Max, like I've seen Max and been around Max. Max is uh, intimidating, and I'm a bigger guy. <laughs> so, um, yeah, there's a little bite bite glove or whatever you hold on your, well, you put it, your arm into, and I've let him yeah, bite, bite me and stuff. And um, what did you say? The bite sleeve, yeah. Yeah, bite sleeve. And so, but it's really cool because Max will, you know, like go in between his legs and, you know, get ready and like kind of walk with him. And, you know, it's just really cool. Like all the commands he's taught him and, you know, that dog is ready for it's war. All, it's very similar to, uh, for those who are kind of familiar with this sort of stuff, uh, Schutzen, which is uh, the German. Basically in Germany, you couldn't breed a German shepherd unless it was trained to do police work, you know? Right. And so all of the German shepherds as a breeding test, they had to pass this IPO um, or shoots and requirements where they knew how to apprehend criminals and search for things. And Max's bloodline, actually, his grandfather was like the world, one of the world champions in scent and narcotics detection work. And then he's got another dog in his in his uh, lineage um, named Troll, um, who, uh, Troll Nockenshoft, I believe is the name. I'm, I'm going to mess it up right now. But anyway, uh, he was uh, one of the world champions for all the apprehension work and everything as far as, you know, biting people, you know, this apprehension protection, you know. Um, so it, it's really interesting. And one of the things I'll say for somebody, just as a side note, if you're out there and you're thinking about getting a dog to do this or whatever, there's two different types of drives that dogs uh, have. One is prey drive. The other is defensive drive. And if you get a dog that's too high in prey, um, you know, they'll do the work, but they won't do the work if they're scared of the person, you know, because they're looking at it as a game. You know, it's kind of like a dog will chase a cat. If the dog thinks of humans as cats, it'll chase the human as long as it's not scared. Uh, but if you can get a dog that's kind of balanced and also has a defensive drive, the defensive drive is more of a, I'm willing to fight you, whether it's out of being scared or whatever, but the dog will stand its ground, you know, and so Max, as we discovered through this process, he is a very high defensive drive dog. And so he's the real world, real deal. He'll bite the bite sleeve and spit it out and look at the guy like, I actually want to eat your arm, not the sleeve, you know? Yeah, yeah he's for real. I don't, I don't like being left alone in a room with him because he starts growling at me like he wants to eat me. And I'm like, uh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> Let me out of here. Didn't do that. I mean, he's been trained quite a bit, but yeah. It, we really had to kill we really had to kill a lot of his drive because when I first got him just to get him to the point where he was trainable because when I first got him he was a psychopath and he knows I'm talking about him he came in here he's staring at me now come on Max yeah so he's a good dog though and I mean and you know the, a great thing about having a dog as from a prepping point or anything like that especially a larger dog like a German Shepherd or a Malinois German Shepherd's a little bigger you know, you're going walking somewhere and somebody comes up to you and they are acting funny. That dog starts lunging and barking and, you know, foaming at the mouth. Most likely they're not going to 
decide they want to test that theory, you know? So, yeah, for sure. If they do decide they want to test that theory, then you've got to make sure your dog is the real deal and he's willing to actually engage. But I mean, even a dog that can act as a deterrent or as an alarm clock, as an alarm, you know, dogs have great ears and they, they, uh, wake up easy and, you know, they like to make noise unless you train them not to bark. So if you have a dog, don't train them not to bark, you know, let them bark. It's awesome with Max because he's, he's definitely a deterrent. And, um, you know, if, if at least the dog gives you enough time and warning to get armed, you know, um, that's worth it right there. So with Eric as well, he's also like a, you know, political activist. He's really involved in the Republican side of things and always has been for years. And um, so he's always trying to look up new stories and new things of what's going on with the government and um, staying on top of all of the deception and fake news that's coming out. So we'll be talking a lot about that on this show also, we're going to be coming from an aspect of, of course, really? not, not religion, but Christianity in the spiritual sense of the timeline of the rapture and the end times and, um, you know, things of that nature. And we normally follow endtime.com um, with Irvin Baxter, which uh, the late Irvin Baxter now which what he points to, which is right now that we're near the sixth trumpet and which is coming up on the sixth trumpet war, which is supposed to kill a third of mankind. And, um, you know, we're, we're called rapture prep, but the thing is though, we're, we're trying to prep for the next thing that's coming. And right now it's, you know, food shortages from the sanctions with Russia and, um, things all over the world and diesel uh, gas shortages and you know all these things that are causing the price hikes on fuel and um, groceries and and a lot of other things um, you know it's it's getting insane I mean we're, we're breaking records in Texas on on fuel it's never ever been this high before yeah well we're actually probably one of the least impacted so yeah and that's crazy and you know you think about it wherever the fuel is the highest that's where all the groceries are going to be the highest the rent's going to everything is going to be affected by that and so um you know and i was just looking at today our uh, minimum wage is still 725 and if it goes any higher the problem with raising that though is if it goes any higher then the businesses start to have to charge even more up to like 50% more. And then they wind up getting shut down because no one can afford to go there anymore. So um, it's, it's a crazy situation. <laughs> yeah, it can definitely be a complex problem. Yeah, it is because you want everyone, I mean, 725, nobody can survive off of that. No. Um, and so, you know, so we, we're, we're trying to not only just prep for the rapture, of course, um, because God woke me up about a year or so ago, a little bit more than a year ago, whenever we had, um, the winter storm in Texas, which, which killed over 250 people. And, um, it was a late winter. We weren't ready for it. Um, the, the, in, the grid was affected and they, they chose not to, uh, give power in certain areas because of, you know, permanent like blackout that they needed to do. 
and a lot of people died from it <laughs> and it was a it was a nightmare luckily the roads could be traveled on um but it wasn't that way in every area so a lot of people were getting in car wrecks being stranded um it was terrible and the the food the, the stores didn't have electricity either so food was going bad there was shortages everyone was uh, was sold out and so we where we were at we were out without basically without power for a week and so luckily i had already stored up water and food and stuff like that um because i've always been kind of prepped for like a week or so at groceries but um i made it through that and luckily we had a, a a gas stove to where we could boil water and um you know so that that was a blessing so if you can invest in something like that somehow <laughs> that that that's just a that's a huge blessing but um that woke me up so my amazon cart was full right away like whenever the power came back on cuz i was like i want to get power banks i want to get candles i want to get all these things that i needed you know even propane indoor heaters cuz we didn't have one like just everything i could and um so that woke me up to the fact that i need to be prepared and then after that um several months later i god got me interested in ham radio and i keep giving god you know these oh well god did this or whatever it's not like he spoke this to me it's i believe god guides me and gives me it puts certain desires in my heart and so I I did ham radio and there's three different licenses. There's a technician's license, which is the first level. Then there's a general license. And then there is a amateur extra. And I went and got all three of those licenses. So I can operate on, on all amateur band bands. And um, so that's really cool. But I didn't realize that I was even going to be getting into prepping at that point. I was just kind of wondering, okay, God, why'd you have me do that? And then, because I just wanted to be prepped for an emergency. Because in Texas, you got tornadoes, you have uh, winter storms, you have um, some days where it's like 110 degrees, like, you know, just all kinds of disasters. It's Texas is prone. And so floods, all sorts of stuff. So I got involved with this community and this community is awesome. There are a lot of uh, other podcasters and uh, content creators that have information that I've needed and they've been a blessing you know and so a lot of those people I'll talk about on this podcast or on my TikTok which is at Rapture Prep there's actually going to be an event coming up it's called a Prepper Camp uh, 2022 you can go to preppercamp.com it's in Saluda North Carolina that's gonna be pretty cool a lot of preppers gonna be getting together and just talking and remember about Remember, if you come, that we're all gonna sell our uh, tinfoil hats for a dollar ninety nine each, right? With but, the Rapture Prep logo. Yeah, but we're not charging tax because we don't want the government to benefit from this. So right, no, yeah, I'm just, so that, I, that's definitely a joke. Um, we're not. Selling yeah, it was it, it was a joke. It was a joke. You know, you got it. You got to throw a tin. Anytime you talk about prepping or anything, you have to throw a tinfoil hat joke. Yeah, or the rapture, or these people that are like conspiracy theorists, you know, all this stuff. So you want to want to make sure to, you know, make make light of it. But, you know, it is in the Bible. If you look up Genesis 41, 25 through 57, you have Joseph who prepped for a famine. God warned yep. him, and 
and in doing that, he was able to take care of his family. He got elevated to a status of like second in all the land and he was blessed. So that was amazing. Um, then you have Noah, you know, God's like, Hey, get ready. I'm about to bring judgment. And, you know, I want you to, to be prepared and have him build and build and build and preach while he was doing it. And that's what we should be doing now. We should be, even Jesus said, it'd be like in the days of Noah. So we need to be preaching. We need to be prepping. Okay. Those are the, the two two P's they're preaching and prepping. So rapture prep. Um, and so in John, well, in John 316, okay. right? It talks about how, you know, if we believe in Jesus Christ, then we can be born again and um, we won't perish and we'll have everlasting life. So Amen. we want we want to um you know put God first in everything we do, trust him as our Lord and Savior and um, but be prepared for the rapture and but for each event that's coming up as well did you have anything to add on that uh, no I think not really I think the I think you hit the, the nail on the head there you know I mean you I you know Jesus said no no man knows the hour right that he's coming but we'd be able to recognize the times by the signs right and by the the things that were going on around us right so we have a, a general idea that we're in these last times and the general idea of where we're at in the course of history but you know regardless of all of that everybody is going to die at some point unless we're raptured out of here while we're still alive right right and so we all need to be uh prepared because we don't know when that day is going to come when that hour is going to be just like we don't know when jesus is going to come back exactly because he said he was going to come as a thief in the night right and the thief doesn't tell you hey i'm coming over at uh 12 15 you know what i mean <laughs> so speaking uh, of that we have a five minute wrap down here um no you're right and we we don't know you know uh we do we do have the the warnings from jesus he wants us to be prepared so he says look i'm going to show you these things and you know be prepared and so um we can't, there's a, there's a lot of Christians out there that are like, oh, this is all stupid and, you know, God's going to take care of me and blah, blah, blah. Okay, that's fine um, if you believe that. But whenever the, you know, the power goes out or you go through a disaster, right, that's when you're going to wake up. Hopefully you make it out of that disaster somehow. And then you're like, oh, no, I didn't have bottles of water or I didn't have food and I was trapped in my house and you know I didn't have whatever and you didn't have an extra like a radio or something else you could use to call out or candles see in the dark or whatever or weapons to defend yourself um you know so you need to prep for and I would say prep for whatever you know local disasters in your area and then move forward from there and prep for um these food shortages that are coming you know, there's a lot of different things to prep for right now. So I encourage you prep. The president even said there's going to be food shortages coming because of the sanctions. So you don't want to take the Bible's word for it or my word for it. The president's already saying that. So, you know, you need to be prepping. Um, but, you know, this is the reality that we need to be, uh, as Christians, preparing, being able to know enough about the end times to preach to others and to, because, um, I mean, if you know someone who doesn't know the Lord, if you believe what the Bible believes, just like I do, that means they're going to hell. And God doesn't want that. We don't want that. So we need to preach to them. So, um, 
Amen. You need to learn. You need to learn how to lead people to the Lord. You can go to Evangelism Explosion, and that that website will teach you about that. Um, I have some TikToks that you can forward to people. One of them is pinned, and you can you know talk to people about that. Um, show them that, and I'll lead them in a sinner's prayer. Um, and so we have about three minutes left here, and so. What we always want to do is give someone an opportunity. Like if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we want to tell you that he's real, that he loves you. John 3.16 says, for God so loved the world, he gave his only begotten son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So that's whoever. And that means it didn't say, like, if there's something you've done that, you know, this disqualifies you. No. It says you need to, if you believe. Right. I was uh, I was talking to my daughter about this the other day and I said, you know, look at the Apostle Paul. He was literally named Saul and he was going around killing Christians before he became like one mm -hmm. of the biggest Christians at the time and ended up, you know, authoring uh, uh, a lot of the New Testament. And so you look at if that guy wasn't disqualified. Right. I mean, yeah, exactly. From so. salvation after he had gone around and killed God's people. Probably there's nothing you could have done either that would disqualify you, but do understand Christ, right? The thing that Jesus came to save you from is from God's wrath because God cannot uh, look at sin and, and not do something about it because he's a perfect God. And so your job mm -hmm. is just to get out of harm's way. <laughs> That's right. Um, you can't, you can't really explain that any better than that because God doesn't hate the sinner. He hates the sin. It's that this is a technicality. This is good versus evil. This is uh, the good, the free will of mankind, and the evidence of that being sin and rebellion. God has to deal with that. So uh, there's consequences to sin. Just like you break the law, cops come get you. Go to jail. Um, now this is where God will declare you not guilty if you accept Jesus. So let's just. Uh, Pray this prayer if you're ready to believe in that and just say, Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross for me. I need you. Please forgive me of my sins. I accept everything that you did on the cross for me. I can't do it myself. I am guilty of sin. I ask that you would forgive me now and come into my heart. I make you Lord of my life and I accept you as my Lord. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Well, if you prayed that prayer, we know Amen. you're born again. And if you believe it with all your heart, then you know it and you felt it. And so get into a church and um, email, us, email us at breakingthedevilscontract at hotmail.com. Um, get us on TikTok at, at Rapture Prep. And we will talk to you next time. Thanks for tuning in.